Hey, hey, folks, it's that time again, the Rich Coyier's Podcast, Season 4, Episode number 6, 101 edition of the show. This week, Mandel, kick around a lot of stuff. The Yankees off to a real good start with three series wins. Unfortunately, some more injury news. Dylan goes to continue his winning streak in trivia. Mailbag questions up and in. All that and more on this week's edition of the Rich Coyier's Podcast, right now. Ladies and germs, it's that time for the Rich Corey Yanks podcast with Rich and Dill. We are up to season four, episode six, episode 101. It is Rich in Florida. It is Dylan in New York. Dylan, how are you, sir? I'm a little sugar hungover at the moment. Oh, had lots oh, of candy Cadbury eggs. and cookies and all sorts uh, of good stuff yesterday. Are, are, are you a Cadbury egg man? No, I'm not. I actually didn't eat a lot of candy yesterday. I ate mostly cookies and cake and brownies and all sorts of red velvet cookies. Oh, so you went, you good. went, you went to uh, multiple houses. Did you do multiple stops? Uh, you, you could say that. Yeah. See, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. Easter is kind of, um, I almost skipped Easter this year and, uh, my kids didn't really ask about it. Easter has never really been a big thing with me, but, um, the day before Easter, we're driving in the car and my littlest one goes to my older one guess what tomorrow the easter bunny's coming i was like oh damn it i guess i gotta do some easter stuff you're just trying to I, push yeah, it under the rug oh dude i was hoping they'd forget about it so i ran out and grabbed some baskets and blah 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 but a lot of people i know this year for some reason this year didn't do anything like there was no big dinners there was no big i don't know what it is i don't know if it's a post-covid thing or what but even families that did like big usually do like a big roast or something like that i i, I felt out of touch you know, people at work were asking me last week, oh, did you get your prime rib? Did you get your roast? And I'm like, for what? what? I don't ham. Understand. Yeah, your ham, whatever you're going to do. But So you had a good Easter, though? Everything good? Uh, I had to work, so that was kind of sucky. I, um, time and a half, I'm assuming? No. No? Because it's a religious holiday. Yes, and I'm not uh, classified as a religious person. Damn it. So uh, Jesus I, went, it again. I went to... My mom's side of the family. I went to my great grandparents. <laughs> then I had to leave real quick. I ate and I left, and I had to rush to work, which was over an hour away. So, Jesus. 
Yeah. And then I worked till 10:30 last night, so it's got to be dead, right? What are you doing right now? No, it was packed. It was really? packed at work. There's yes. a lot of people there, really. On yes. Easter Sunday. Wow. On Easter Sunday. The hotel was 100% full, and I don't know the exact number for the park, but it was it was packed for no reason. These goddamn heathens don't want to stay home and 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 I don't know, respect what what is Easter was the day he rose? Yes, zombie Jesus. Yeah, he woke up and yeah. Anyway, let's he not shredded get, a half pipe let's, on a skateboard. Let's 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 not get any hate mail. So we'll just move on and say, all right. I hope everybody had a good Easter. Um, hope everybody enjoyed their time off with their uh, Easter money, all that good stuff. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, all right. So this week your audio is Jason Dominguez. Somebody uh, caught up with him. It was actually SNY caught up with him, talking about his uh, path to the professional baseball rings right now. Uh, talk a little bit about him. Um, Aaron Boone on the series win in Baltimore and Nestor Cortez on his second strong start. So that's your audio. Let's get to the roster news real quick. Uh, more injuries to talk about. Dylan Johnny Lasagna on the 15-day IL with shoulder inflammation. Josh Donaldson hits the 10-day IL with a hamstring pull. Uh, the Yankees call up Willie Calhoun, which is a great baseball name. And they move Tommy Canely to the 60-day uh, IL list. So we're not going to see him until the summer, at least. I'd say all-star break time. Uh, Esteban Florio, this was surprising. We'll talk about this in a second, though. Uh, he gets DFA'd. He clears waivers. Nobody picks him up. And the Yankees get him back and assign him to AAA Scranton. So let's start there. What do you what do you think? You're surprised. We, we speculated that uh, the reason Florio was obviously brought up with the team to begin with was because he had no more options. So they, they bite the bullet. They let him go. Nobody picks him up. I was surprised about you. I was very, I was very shocked by that. Um, I'm surprised no teams like the Pirates. Or, I was going to say the Pirates. The bottom feeders. They yeah. didn't grab him. Good athletic young guy that can hit. Yeah. Um, nobody, nobody takes a chance. Now, the rule is that if they would have signed him, they would have had to put him on their 26-man roster or give him back. Uh, so they couldn't just like sign him and put him in their minor leagues. So if they were going to take him or claim him off waivers, they actually have to put him on the roster. And if the, if they looked at it and said, well, like with the Yankees, he just hasn't performed at the major league level, then maybe that's why. But all's right in the world. Uh, our our AAA stud is back in AAA who can't play in the major leagues. But So he's back. Um, but let's talk about some of this injury stuff. Johnny Lasagna, 15-day IL, Dill. Our bullpen is getting that's hurting. smashed with injuries, man. Just smashed. Canely. Uh, lasagna, what is it? Uh, Efros out for the year, yep, right? Yeah. Uh, just getting kicked in the nuts with injuries, man. Uh, the bullpen looking now. That being said, gives the opportunity for some other guys to come up and shine. Hopefully, in theory, I know with the starting pitcher, we, we, maybe we found a diamond in the rough with um, Johnny Burrito. Johnny Johnny Burrito, yeah, we'll call him. <laughs> uh, he's looked he's looked solid for the two games that I've watched him. Um, and going back to that minor league start where he pitched pretty much a no-hitter for five-plus innings. Um, the dude looks unflappable. Now, again, he hasn't been against real stiff competition. And Baltimore yesterday, they can hit, but they're not exactly, you know, a stud lineup. But, I mean, listen, he got into some trouble and he worked himself out of it, which is impressive. So uh, and maybe we've got another another guy there, another bullet. You know, although it sounds like, um, from what I'm hearing, Rodon and Sevi are closer Real close. They both, uh, let me get this straight. Uh, Rodon threw a bullpen today, Monday, with recording this on Monday, and Semi threw one yesterday, or live BP, I should say. I'm sorry, not a bullpen, live BP. And it's looking like they're weeks away, not months away. So it looks like maybe a week and a half for um, 
for Sebi and then maybe two weeks for Rodon. So it looks like both of those guys could be back before the end of April, which would be pretty impressive. I got to say, that hasn't been an issue for us. The starting pitching's looked pretty solid. Been solid. Outside of, outside of, the, outside of the Clark Schmidt role, which I, I'm sorry. I think he's a bullpen guy. Yeah. And with the injuries that we've had in the bullpen, he'd be a nice piece to slide right in and one of these guys come back, slide him a right into the reliever. bullpen. There Two you go, Two plus man. inning guy. Perfect. Like to slide him right in there and just keep it rolling. Be Chad Green, too. Yeah, I mean, why not? I thought that's what Kennedy was going to be, man. I really was hoping he was going to be that, that the seventh, eighth inning guy. Like the Chad shutdown Green guy. Yeah. Um, and I know Clay Holmes. Wandy. Wandy's been doing that pretty solid. Well, I should say Wandy's hurt, too, though. Wandy was uh, unavailable yesterday. He's not officially on the IL, but something was barking where he was unavailable yesterday, too. Wandy's solid, dude. Yeah. Wandy's just like an old pickup truck, man. He just goes out there and gets it done. He doesn't look like a pitcher. The only like lefty in the bullpen. And just, just you put him out there. He doesn't care. He's just like, oh, whatever. He gives up a hit. The next guy is solid. You don't care. I love I love Wandy. Love me some Wandy. He's solid. Um, as far as the other injury news, Josh Donaldson um, goes out. I watched that game. Obviously, I've watched all the games so far. He uh, pulls up lame coming up to first base. Uh, I mean... I don't want to say this is um, a problem that creates a solution, but it slides DJ in, who's been hitting the ball like crazy all over, yep. right into third base. You're not really losing much defensively, so it kind of you know doesn't really create a problem. Now, the one thing I was surprised is they called up Willie Calhoun instead of calling up another infielder, which would probably have been Peraza, but I guess they're saying he's sat the last three games because he's been hurt. So that might be why they didn't call him up, but I'm still surprised they didn't call up another infielder versus another. We have a lot of fucking outfielders on the roster. If you count IKF as an outfielder now, which I guess they do, we got Stanton, Judge, Cabrera, Franchi, um, Willie Calhoun, and IKF all outfield, and Hicks. You got fucking six outfield. Like, it's crazy. I guess maybe you can just consider IKF infielder yeah, and outfielder. And, and Cabrera, too. And Cabrera, Cabrera yeah. plays in the infield. Yeah, but when's the last time? I was thinking about that, too. When's the last time he's played the infield? It's been forever. Like he's last primarily year. been an outfielder. Yeah, but I mean, I don't even think of him as an infielder anymore. Listen, I guess this speaks to the good thing about the Yankees having versatile players. An IKF who can do both. A judge who can play all the outfield positions. Um, a Cabrera who can come infield. An outfield, the DJ LeMay who can go anywhere in the infield. So, I mean, it's good to have these guys that are flexible and can play all over, and it's actually paying dividends for the Yankees early on this year. So, um, as far as the injuries, I'm not super concerned. And as long as they keep winning series, hey, I'm okay with it. Two out of three um, out of every yeah. series so far, like me we and, said. Me and Dylan say it all the time. I don't need sweeps. I'm okay. They're great if you can get them, but you give me two out of three all season long, and you'll have a pretty sweet year. So, and it's quiet, you know, it's quiet. But right now, Everybody's hitting with the exception of Hicks. Um, everybody's playing good defenses. They look solid. They look really ready to go. I'm impressed how how good judges looked um, coming off that year. You thought maybe he'd have a little bit of a letdown, but the power is still there. He seems to be really selective at the plate. Um, Rizzo seems good. DJ, again, hitting the ball like crazy. Even his outs are hit hard. So the team looks like it. And Torres is off to a blazing start. He's the guy that you know everyone was looking to trade. Now he's been your your offensive MVP this year. Uh, these guys are Yankees. With the stolen bases, stealing, I was going to say that. It's the crazy. whole Yankee team running, stealing bases. They just, I mean, they look great. They look fantastic right now. I'll keep it. I'll, I'll keep it just like this. They're going to head into Cleveland tonight. A weird start time, 6 p.m. start time. Hmm. So Is it on a weird, weird channel time. or something? 
Not that I think. I thought it was on yes. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what that weird start time's about. But Cleveland's hot right now. They're hitting the ball really well. It's hard Cleveland's to tell. Cleveland's a good team. Any Francona-managed team is going to be solid. I don't care what you say. That, guy, that dude is great. Like, he's a great manager. So even when he was with the Red Sox, I didn't mind him. He was, he was solid. But um, and listen, they're gonna, it's a challenge. But again, fourth series of the year. Nobody knows who anybody is. The Rays are not. The, the Rays have beaten. Yeah, you know, they're undefeated. They're great. They're a great start. They've beaten the Tigers, the Nationals, and the A's, the three worst teams in all of baseball, mm. yeah. to go nine and all. So you know what? My philosophy on this, and if you guys listen to the show for a long time, you know it. It's three winning streaks a year, and you get three losing streaks a year. Happens to every team. Now they vary in length and size. You're going to get three. So the Rays are using one of their winning streaks right now, and they're against three awful teams. So you know what? They can have that. Even though we are, if you look at the standings, we're three games back already, you know, after the third season. But we'll be fine. I'm not worried about it at all. So anything else on the injury front, Dylan? Um, I like them bringing up Willie Calhoun. I liked him. Don't get me wrong. I liked him. I just, where's he going to play? Yeah, I I, where where he's a young kid. He need, he needs he needs to play. Like, and Franchi's putting some ranchy on it as according to John Sterling. Is that the call? Is that really the call? I have not yeah. heard the John Sterling game this year. Oh Jesus Christ! I listened to the radio. Uh, Dylan, what are we yesterday? Gonna do? Don't get me started this early in the season. Bro. Fucking John Sterling. Oh my god! I saw a clip of him and the Jonas Brothers. Oh boy! Booth, and it was the uh, how can a picture be awkward? But the picture was awkward. There was no words. It wasn't video. It was a picture, and I, I felt cringy. I was like, ugh. Oh, that's awful. That's awful, guys. I'm sorry. I know you love this old man, but he's a senile, withering idiot at this point. I'm sorry. I know it's harsh. It's time, guys. We get, get a professional broadcast. I could do a better job at these games than he could. I promise you. Oh, God. And if you don't, if you don't have one, like if he doesn't have a home run call, just call it as a straight home run. If it's a guy who you don't think is going to be there very often, you don't got to come up with some garbage like that. That's awful. Anyway, speaking of Franchi, yeah, he looks solid. A um, couple of dingers, he's hitting the ball hard. And that was a guy that was just there for anybody to take. Baltimore just straight released him at the end of the spring. But that's my point. So if he's going to play every day and right right now, Judge is going to play center until Bader gets back. Left field is Cabrera slash Stanton slash whoever. Where is this guy going to play? And it looks like they've just given up flat on Hicks, right? I would assume yeah, that that's pretty it. Much. Like, they pretty much probably let him know, like, look, dude, we gave you a couple starts in a row. It's not there. You're awful. Like, he had a hit the other day. His one hit right through the middle that if there was a shift, wouldn't have been a hit. But, I mean, listen, uh, what are you going to do? If there's better people, you got to play the better people. I don't care what your contract says. That's it. You gotta play the best team that gives you a chance to win. So, all right. So three series in a row. Anything that sticks out in any of these three series to you, though, and anything that goes, you know, makes you raise your eye or. I didn't expect um, Nestor to really perform the way he has. I kind of expected some average starts out of the gate from him because, because of the injury. With the pitch- or- no, with the pitching rules and stuff that's mm-hmm. changed, but he seems to stick with it. He's a little surprised. Dude, he looks, he looks so relaxed, doesn't he? He's out there. He just yeah. looks like he's playing in the park, like a pickup. He's having he fun. He really does, yeah. yeah. It's infectious with the rest of the team because they love it when he pitches, and he, and they love him. They so just love watching guy, him. Dude, that stuff is great for a team. 
is absolutely what you just said is having fun and when teams have fun it, it takes away so much of the pressure and baseball is such a like you can see it on hicks's face he's putting so much pressure on himself honestly i don't know what his situation is contract wise that dude could benefit from being sent down for like a fucking month more than anyone in the world like if he i know he's not going to be willing to do it because you hear him talk and he thinks he's an everyday player still and so his ego is not going to allow that but dude if he was humble enough to say to walk in and be like guys dude just give me a couple weeks down the screen or something no pressure let me just hit the ball let me hang around with some young kids who want to you know get away from the bronx or something like that i think that would be great for him i really do i know it's never going to happen but yeah no i i agree they look they they look great so far they really do um they look solid. I think it's a good start. You can't ask for better than that. Two out of every three. We'll see how they do against Cleveland today, tonight. That's a nice matchup for them in Cleveland. Um, should be chilly and windy there. A rematch of last year's playoff series, which was a good playoff series. We didn't roll over Cleveland last year. Cleveland played us tough. Um, so that'll be that'll be an interesting series. I'm curious to see that. But yeah. um, have you seen uh, any um, other baseball that's notable for you? Did you see the Pirates issue with uh, O'Neill Cruz yesterday? Um, his ankle. Did you see the play, I should say? I did not see the play. I saw they got into a fight. Bench is well, cleared. I'll tell you what happened. Just if you haven't seen it there at home, uh, Cruz is on third. It's a single oppo to right field. Uh, he's coming home to score. The throw comes in very high. So the catcher standing in front of the plate has to jump to catch it. And he lands on the ground right on top of him as he's sliding home. And his ankle gets underneath him. And it was nobody's fault. It wasn't the catcher's fault. It wasn't O'Neill Cruz's fault. It was just one of those things that happened. And then Santana, who was up at Carlos Santana, who was up at bat, takes exception with the catcher and swings on him. And the bench was clear. But that's that's the least of the story. The story is that, dude, that's a broken ankle. He's going to be out for months, months. And that's just bad luck for a Pirates team that could use some good luck, man. I really, It really disappoints when you have these franchises like Detroit and Pittsburgh Cincinnati that are like classic franchises that are just awful and they've been awful for so long and O'Neill Cruz is the most exciting thing they have going for them and done just like that yep. I don't know how long it's been I don't know if it's been announced but I mean I'm assuming broken ankle months right has to be has to be has to be so um besides that baseball no it looks good how about the the pace Dylan? What, what, what are your thoughts on the pace um we had our first I, under two hour game I year. like I like the pace. I feel like around the two-hour mark is good. Um, although if I was at a game, I haven't gotten to gotten a chance to go yet. I don't know if I would like that. I like to hang out, you know, take I, everything in. I will tell you this, and I had this discussion with somebody because somebody was telling me that they're against it and they like the longer games. They're a baseball nerd like me, mm-hmm. and um, and you, I would presume. But so it's like, yeah, I get that. But you know what? There's other things to do besides the game. It just means you got to get there early for batting practice. Like, you got to get there. Yeah. Like you, you can't show up five minutes before first pitch. Like, you, you want the real experience and you want to hang out? Show up to the park two hours early. You tailgate. You do whatever. You have a catch outside the stadium. You show up for batting practice. You you know, that right there adds hours and enjoyment to the game. Um, now, I will say this. If you look carefully, the players have figured out ways to start circumventing the clock. Yes. Every, every player is asking for a timeout from the ump at bat. Every at bat now. And they're always doing it with two strikes because they know that buys some time. Um, they're throwing to first constantly now behind runners to to circumvent that whole two two, two throwovers. They're asking they are, for new balls. Yes, and they're all maxing out their mound visits now. Whereas mound visits, remember a couple of years ago, that was the big thing. Oh, they're going to limit mound visits because it's getting out of control. So 
after the players caught on to that, they were like, oh, we don't even need all these mount visits. Now we got PitchCon, we don't even need that. Now they're taking all of their, pretty much all of their mount visits because it's a way to break up the clock. So, um, and I've seen the Yankee games have been coming in over 2.30, like two and a half, 2.45. So they're creeping up around three hours again anyway. So I don't think it's gonna be a problem. I like the pace. I just like it. I like the pace. I like, if I had to pick one thing that I like about all the new rules, it's the shift. I love seeing a clean single back up the middle yeah. because it because that's what it should be. If you get the ball up the middle past the pitcher, it should be a single. And I don't care what you say. And that part I like more than anything. And I know guys like Rizzo and stuff like that. I haven't looked at Gallo. How's he doing? I haven't looked at Gallo was off to a hard, uh, uh, hot start, but I don't know how he's doing now. Interesting. But he was he was just doing good because he was getting home runs. It wasn't because he was getting big Oh, hits. yeah. No, no, no. So I wouldn't see him benefit if he was getting some, some I'll look it up right drop now. in there for it. So anyway, I think I think overall it's been uh, good for baseball. They're doing a lot of public relations for it. We're seeing a lot of different commercials about how like, oh, it's the game you grew up on. It's the game that's faster. The game is it's the same damn game. You know, it's just a matter of, of rules. Now, I will say I went to a minor league game the other night. I went to the Fort Myers Mighty Muscle game, their home opener, which was uh, we haven't had rain down here in months. In months though, it has not been a drop of rain. The fifth inning, bottom of the fifth, the fucking skies opened up. And they canceled the rest of the game. But long story short, <laughs> it was it was fun to get out there and just watch some, some minor league baseball. And now two things that they did have there that could be coming to MLB that I got a chance to see, which is number one, they have the robot umps. So I, I'm listening to the audio of the game on an earpiece, which I got to be the only person in the stadium listening to the actual audio Probably. of the game. Of all the, I don't know, they said there was a crowd of 3,000. I'm going to say there was about 1,000 of us there. But regardless, so I'm listening to it. Um... And that's the only way I knew they had the robot ops. But um, the umpire just stands back there, doesn't call balls and strikes. It just comes up on the board. So you don't really know if it's a ball or strike until you look at the board. Uh, the pace was pretty fast, but they have something on second base, which I found interesting. Now, because of the new shift rules, you have to draw and draw an invisible line from second base to the outfield. And the player has to be either on the left or right of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the new shift rules. But if you've seen, they'll creep as close as they possibly can to that bag to kind of almost get a shift. Well, in the minor leagues, or at least in in low A ball, what they did is they cut out like a triangle, chalk line. They call it the pie slice. And it goes diagonal. So if you you have second base, there's a line. um, How do I explain it? Uh, More towards third base and more towards first base. I'm holding my hands up so don't can see it, but it's literally like a pie slice with chalk lines, and they they can't pass those lines. Mm. So they have physical lines in the infield. They draw. I was like, what are they doing? I'm there early, and I'm watching them, and I'm like, they take the same chalk for the batter's box, and they draw this pie slice behind second base so that they can't go past that line until the pitcher's thrown to ensure that. The other rumor that I've heard is they they're going to try. Well, this is what the broadcasters were talking about is to eliminate they're foreseeing the major leaguers you know moving that outfielder over and short center like taking your left fielder and moving them over to short right field to kind of do a shift to avoid the shift rules uh they're toying with the idea of putting like 30 foot circles in the outfield positions you have to keep one player in each one of those circles until the pitch is thrown so you would have no choice but you couldn't do it but you'd have these massive circles you know in the outfield to try to eliminate that and i said well that looks that's going to look ridiculous yeah but by the second or third inning i didn't notice the pie outline in the infield anymore 
like I, I didn't notice it like my eyes just went away I don't know my eyes went away from it or what it was but I just you know mm. I don't know I'll send you a picture of it now while we're talking did you look up Gallo I did so you ready for this I'm ready out of 18 at bats so far okay he has five hits that's a 278 batting average okay three of those hits are home runs so I don't know now, what the other many, two how were how many hits total five sent you a picture of the high slice. Um, well, that's not bad. Listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm never against anybody. I don't have hatred towards any guys unless you're Altuve. Like, I don't really yeah. have any problems with most players. I want to see guys succeed even if it's not here. Like, I didn't want Sonny Gray to go, like, his career to be over. Like, go pitch well somewhere else. If it's not he there. actually just had his uh, high, highest strikeout game today. Really? I just saw. Yeah. Good for him. All right, well, let's move on here. We got a lot of stuff to cover still. Uh, this date in baseball history in 1983, Major League Baseball, ABC and NBC agreed to terms on a six-year television package worth $1.2 billion. The two networks will continue to alternate coverage of the playoffs and the World Series and All-Star Games through 1989 seasons, with each of the 26 clubs receiving $7 million per year in return. The last package gave each club 1.9 million. So they went from their last TV package from 1.9 to each team getting 7 million. And I don't know if this was in 1983. Could you imagine what the package is now with the yeah. for players? Unbelievable to tell you what that TV money is, especially when you talk about a team like Tampa that's going to spend 60 million on payroll and they're probably going to get a check for 30 million in TV revenue. It's absolutely absurd. So absolutely absurd. Though. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. The rich get richer. The rich get richer, and I wish that was the case for me. Your name is rich, though. So. My name is rich, but I'm not getting richer. I, I seem to be losing money. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with this. Um, well, let me give you some more final thoughts about the minor league game before we run out here. We're going to take a quick break. Um, I love minor league baseball. I think it's fun. I didn't have a dog in the fight. I usually go, they're a low A team. The Tampa Tarpons, the Yankees' low A team comes in, and I usually go to see them. But this was their opening night, and I had nothing to do. I was like, I'll just go and see what it's like. What team did they play? They played the Blue Jays, the Dunedin Blue Jays. So it was the Minnesota Twins versus the Dunedin Blue Jays. Um, see, I hate when they don't have, like, a cool name. Like, they're going to be, and, like, and the Louisville that, Cardinals. Come on. Dude, not only that, they have this, their their uniforms are the Blue Jays uniform. All right, yeah, that's so stupid. It, they're home. They're, except it says Blue Jays. It says, you know, Dunedin. But it's, like, you know, with the, the, the lined outlines with the blue and white. Like, it looks identical. So, yeah, it puts some effort into it. My goodness. Well, the Yankees used to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yankees, um, AAA team was the Scranton Yankees, the Tampa Yankees, the Staten Island Yankees. But now they're the Tarpons. Now we got the Tarpons. We got the Renegades. The, Renegades, the um, Scranton Rail Riders, which is one of the worst names and worst logos yeah. in baseball. We're forgetting one. Who are we forgetting here? The, they used to have the Somerset. Thunder. Somerset Patriots. The Thunder were my favorite. The Thunder was an awesome logo. Trenton Thunder. With the bat. Yeah. They're still around. They're like um, someone else independent now. league. Well, they're not affiliated with major leagues. They're like. Uh, oh, no? Yeah, they're one of those like college pro leagues or something. They have these weird leagues out. They have one down here in Florida. The uh, the Tampa Rays lost their team down here. They were the, the Stone Crabs. And now they just use it for like uh, random tournaments and stuff like guys that are going to go pro from high school or something like that or go to college. And they have these random two-week tournaments. Actually, Sonny Gray is on the MLB Network right now talking. God, he looks like a gomer. Unbelievable. 
Anyway, all right, so that's going to wrap up the basic stuff. Do not go anywhere, folks, because we're not done yet. Me and Dylan have a lot to cover still. We've got trivia. we got a fresh batch of trivia questions. Dylan is on a four-week winning streak. We're going to see if he can go for five this year. Um, we got What's Bothering Dylan. we got mailbag questions and the up and in segment. All still to come on the Rich Cordanks podcast. We'll be right back. All right, gang, welcome back to the Rich Cordanks podcast. Uh, when you live in South Florida, these kind of things happen sometimes. Power outage, sure. Everything just went down right before we got back to this segment. So you might or might not have heard. First of all, let me break in with some breaking news. O'Neill crews out for four months. It just came out. Wow. So he's going to miss four months of the season. So he'll be back, hopefully, for the playoffs. If the, well, it's the Pirates are not making playoffs. Um, so breaking news there. Um, yeah, so we did. We're doing trivia. Dylan uh, was uh, struggling here. Dylan had missed his first oh, two. Over two. Over oh, two. Um, we're on question number three. And just to recap, I'll even give the folks at home in case they, this that part didn't get heard on the show. Uh, the questions were: What did the 1979 Pittsburgh Pirates adopt as their theme song? It was "We Are Family." And what color are the mile high seats at Coors Field? And they are purple. Dylan whiffed on both of those, but he did get right. Question number three, what MLB team did former Denver Broncos quarterback Tim Tebow sign with in 2016? That was the Mets. He did not even need the uh, multiple choice. He got that right away. So as we sit right now, Dylan is one for two, needing these two other questions here to keep his streak alive. Are you ready, Dylan, for your next question? I'm ready. All right, here we go. This, this is this. You should get this one. Tough one, but you should get it. What MLB team did Jim Tomey end the, end his career with? What team did he finish with? Your choices are the mm. Chicago White Sox, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Minnesota Twins, or the Baltimore Orioles. What team did Jim Tomey end the end his long illustrious career with? White Sox. Can I have the uh, White yeah. Sox? Dodgers, Twins, or Orioles? Um, I'm going to go with the... Uh... White Sox, Dodgers, Twins, I'm going to go Orioles. with the White Sox. Because I know, I know he played for the Indians, and he was there with the Phillies. But I don't right. know. I don't know what his last team was. So we're just going with the White Sox. All right, Dylan. Well, I hate to break this to you. The Baltimore Orioles he finished his career with. Wow. Jim interesting. Interesting for him, but more interesting for us is that means it is the end of the Dylan winning streak. He has lost this week. Uh, even if he gets this next question right, he, uh, he will not win this week. So it is what it is. All right, let's move on, Dylan. There's nothing you can do. Listen. Even the Yankees don't win every week. What do we say? Two out of every three? That's all you need. So, all right, let's see. Very upset. I know. I know. Let's see. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to make you feel better. I'll give you a... No. Give me... It doesn't matter at this give, point. It so doesn't matter? Me, I might as, well, might as well give you a hard one because you already lost this week. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but we're, we're going to get overall percentages. He so did play for the White Sox, though, so I wasn't too off. All right, here we go. Which pitcher batted left-handed but threw right-handed out of these pitchers? Okay. Again, this is probably a complete guess, but Jesse Orozco, Roger Clemens, seems to be in all these trivia questions, David Cohn, or Clayton Kershaw. This pitcher batted left-handed but threw right. Orozco, Clemens, 
Cone or Kershaw? Well, right away I can eliminate Kershaw because he's a lefty pitcher. Ah, see, using your brain. So Roscoe Clemens or Cone? One of these people batted left-handed but threw right-handed but pitched right. I'm just gonna go with Roger Clemens because he's just a common. He seems like you know, an, he's one of the options in every one of these things. But it was David. Cohn. And he's very David, weird. David. It was Cohn. David Cohn. Yes, David Cohn. So Dylan, one for four. Not a good week for you, no. Dylan. Uh, one for four is your total. So we're gonna we're looking gonna like Aaron Hicks right out there. here. <laughs> in Aaron Hicks week for Dylan here with the trivia, and I'm gonna log it before I forget here. Dylan goes one for four and gets his first loss. I'm sorry. How do you feel about that, Dylan? Not very good. Not very good. You were rolling there for a while, Dylan. David Cohn only played for the Mets in the National League. So. Dylan, it is what it is. I don't know what to tell you. Loss is a loss. Huh. That's it. Interesting. All right, well, let's move on. Let's move on to what's bothering Dylan. This is you. Maybe it'll cheer you up. It's your segment. It's your time to shine. It's the segment everybody loves and everybody wants more of. It's What's Bothering Dylan. So, Dylan, with that being said, what's bothering Dylan this week? Uh, well, what's bothering me was that segment right there. That was a choice of showing of my move, move knowledge. Move on. Move on. Um, Come on. But, no, what, what bothered me uh, for the past couple weeks, actually, is the fact that I enjoy playing WWE 2K23 more than the show 23 right now. Really? Why is I'm that, sir? Let the, people and say know. Let the people know. I'm, I'm just having so much more fun with it. Like, I don't know. Like, you can download, like, custom people that people make. And, like, I have, like, Walter right. White from Breaking Bad fighting Barney <laughs> the Dinosaur. It's, like, it's great. That's you interesting. You download Jesus. And, That's interesting. And, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just I'm having fun beating people with stairs and kendo sticks. And... Now, could, now, could it be because the baseball game, honestly... It's the same every year. There's a few tweaks and a few minor things, but it's really yeah. the same. It's the same game. You know what yeah. I mean? And when you're adding in custom uh, wrestling guys to get in there, that really is, you know, that's creative and it's different. It's something that you can't it's, do. Yeah, that's, that's what I think it is. I think it's just something different. You know, like the wrestling game is pretty much the same every year too. Right, right. But right. I, haven't, I haven't bought the wrestling game since 2017. So this so is new. So it's been a long time. Yeah, and it looks great on the new the new console and Dylan is a Dylan oh. is an Xbox S X-Man I'm sorry yes an X-Man um but um, like there's there's a thing in there called showcase and because John Cena was on the cover it shows like some of his greatest matches where he lost you know and you get to right. be the guy that beats him uh-huh. and then like uh, it tells you certain moves to do and then it'll go to like a cutscene of them doing like the moves it's, it's cool you get to unlock all sorts of guys like Old Brock Lesnar, old Triple H, old Randy Orton, you know, old Undertaker. It's cool. Well, listen, it doesn't mean that Dylan won't uh, get him in, get in his show action, which I'm sure he was this season. I spent on. over $100 a on year. it, so I have That's to. That's a long year. Actually, before we recorded, Dylan showed me the Derek Jeter Captain's Edition hard, what are they called? Steelbox Edition. Steel, with the hat steel that goes cover. With it, which I'm very jealous of. I have the Xbox S, the poor man's Xbox digital version so i cannot buy any of these fancy schmancy uh, versions of the game yes the hat is pretty cool though i haven't worn it yet pretty sweet all right Dylan. well listen let's get to some mailbag questions because uh they can be that'll good. cheer me up that'll cheer me up. well the up and in usually always cheers us up but let's get to bill from long island bill says with the rash of injuries do you think the yankees will possibly trade one of their top tier prospects 
for some healthy players. Thank you for the question, Bill, first of all. And if you guys want to reach out to the show, it's richcoryanks at gmail.com and all the socials, you know the deal. Um, Dylan, Bill from Ireland wants to know, with the rash of injuries the Yankees have had, do you foresee them giving up one of their top prospects to get somebody back immediately? Um, Before we start, yes. before we dive in, um, I've never been to Long Island. Oh, okay. What's, what's so cool about Long Island? Do you know? <laughs> well, I guess I've been many times. It's, um, I mean, uh, cool. I don't like, know if I hear say about it all the time, cool, but no. I've never. I mean, consider. I don't see the draw. Just consider it another. Well, I mean, there's. It's a beach essentially. It's it's beachfront on both sides, so there's water on both sides. So you're looking at essentially a legit island. So that's what makes it cool. That's where all the rich mucky mucks go out the Hamptons because they can. But isn't it? Isn't beach. it technically a peninsula? I don't, don't get me with technicalities. <laughs> no, please. I've been many times. It was usually back in my DJ days and go out there to DJ parties or at the colleges out there. Uh, I did a lot of uh, parties and DJing out there. Uh, fishing is big out there. Go out and fish the Long Island Sound, and which was never really my thing, but I've been a few times. Um, awful experience, if you ask me. But um, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's just like another borough. You know, it's just like. But it's not. Well, kind of is, if you think about it. Like, I mean, it's literally just make a left instead of a right, and, you know, make a right instead of a left. Is that where the rich people live? Yes, the, the Hamptons of part of Long Island, yes. Long Island. Now, there's, okay. there's, bad, there's bad parts of Long Island, too, just like anything else. But the Hamptons and towards the tip. So if you go out to the very end of Long Island, you know, where there's water on all three sides, kind of like where I live in Florida, but the opposite. And during the summer, you know, you're getting nice beachfront property that's where all the mansions mm. are and stuff out there so i mean I, I you say what's cool about it i don't think there's anything cool about it but then again brooklyn is completely different now too so you would say brooklyn used to be cool and now it's just a bunch of white guys wearing ski caps and you know going to art galleries so i don't know i don't know what's cool anymore i'm gonna be 50 this year i don't think i'm allowed to say what's cool Dylan. i think i, I think i've passed that but bill to answer your question of which dylan never really did dylan do you think the Yankees would trade one of their guys, one of their prospects, one of their young arms, one of their young infielders to try to help in this uh, rash of injuries? Uh, I don't think they would. And even if it was very desperate, I still don't think they would. I, I feel like they're pretty set on these guys agree. that they have. Yeah, if they didn't do it last year during a pennant race, they're not going to do it in April. So I think timing yeah. has more than anything to do with it, Bill. I don't think that they would. It's not that they wouldn't do it because Volpe is already up. So if you're talking about like a Peraza or a Sweeney, or one of these there's, guys. There's no way they trade Dominguez. There, oh no, zero like, chance. And especially in April when they're winning. You yeah. Know, this is this. We, we talked about this earlier in the show. When you have guys that are flexible that can play all over the the field, you don't need to put yourself in that position. You can you can swing guys. It's almost the injuries have almost helped them with getting guys playing time. You know, it's funny because yeah. Joe Torre, I remember saying once, um, he went into a season with like you know they had like three out three left fielders. And they're like, what's going to, he's going to say, well, where are you, you going to play these guys? And he's like, it always works out. And it always seems to, because somebody always gets hurt. Um, and that seemed to be what happened this year. So no, I don't think Bill, they'd pull the panic, even if they were struggling, even if they were three and six right now, instead of six and three, I think they would just ride it out. You got guys coming back. That's more of a summertime thing. If, if you know, if they're, they're out of the pennant race looking in, I could see maybe something like that. But I agree with Dylan. I don't think a guy like Dominguez or, or Braz are going anywhere. No. To be honest with you, so. But also, but, Bill, uh, send us in cool things to do in Long Island. Yeah, what's what's first of all, we didn't mean to insult Long Island. It might be I'm just questioning it, it Long Island. Cool. I don't, Dylan, I've never Dylan's been. Just never I've been, heard which about is, it. Which I just is don't strange, know what to do. Very strange that you've never been to Long Island. 
for something. Because I don't know, maybe is there really nothing to do in Long Island? It's just for rich people to hang out. I don't know. No, again, it's not just rich people. Like there's regular working class people that live there too. Just, have you ever been to Staten Island? I mean, I've been past it. I've never done yeah, anything see, well, in that's Staten the, Island. That's that's the thing. So it's like they have like the cable car. For, well, you got to go there for a reason, right? Or the Staten Island Staten Ferry. Staten Island yes. Ferry, yeah. But there's got to be a reason, like anything else, to go there. Like I, 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 I DJed a lot, so I was all over the city. I worked in the city for 15 years, so I was all around different places. But I worked in Manhattan for a long time, so you really wouldn't go to Brooklyn unless you had a reason. Now I had friends and and I dated girls and stuff in Brooklyn, so I would go. But I guess though, if you don't have like if you don't have a reason to go there, Dylan lives just so people know without giving his home address out. He, An lives hour up, away. he, he lives upstate New York, yeah, and I grew up in uh, Rockland County, which is about a half hour, maybe 20 minutes, right right across the bridge from uh, Westchester and Yonkers and all that stuff. So, um, well, let's let's put it in Yankee perspective, Dylan. How long would it take you to drive from your house to Yankee Stadium? No traffic. Um. Now, maybe like an hour, hour twenty. Hour, hour twenty, yeah. For me, door to door to get to Yankee Stadium is about thirty minutes, twenty five minutes. So yeah. that's where that's where we grew up, perspective wise. So, well, thank you for the question, Bill. We appreciate it, guys. Continue to send your stuff in. We got a lot of congratulations on the hundredth episode from people, um, even people that necessarily didn't weren't big fans of the show, but it came up in their feed or something like that, and they were like, "Wow, congratulations!" Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So we appreciate that, thank guys. You. Thank you. Now time for the up and in. This is where we get brought back to uh, down the earth. This is where if we were feeling a little high on ourselves for the 100 episodes, we uh, we get kicked in the nads and, and taken down to earth. This is Pete from New York. That's all he says. We're from Peter. Let me be specific. He doesn't want to specify because he doesn't want me to attack his, he doesn't want, he his doesn't hometown. Want you to, you, you t- attack poor Bill. And Bill was just asking a nice Bill was question. being nice. Yeah. All right, here we go. I appreciate Bill. So With maybe we'll hang out Bill, in Long Bill's Island Bill's a good someday. dude. Invite us out, Bill. We will do a show from your house, Bill. And you're living in the Hamptons. Yeah. I don't know if Bill's from the Hamptons. All right, here we go. He probably With, <laughs> with the new rule changes, shortening the times of this year's games, how about you guys skip a few segments on your show to shorten it also? Okay, so wait a minute now. Before All we right. finish it, he's got a suggestion. Like, maybe you can trim it a little bit like the new rules. Let's see what else he says. Might I suggest losing the audio clips, roster news, the trivia, this state and MLB history, uh, what's bothering Dylan, and the mailbag questions. I just keep the theme song. That's not horrible. So essentially, oh, Pete, okay. Pete, Pete <laughs> wants us to get rid of everything but the, the theme song. So essentially, every week, every week would just be the theme song, and that would be it. So it'd be about a, a little bit under a minute, and that would be the whole show. That was his clever, clever way of saying the show sucks and get rid of every single segment because it's no good. It's not a horrible idea. Well, there'd be no show, Dylan. Yes, it would be a horrible idea in the sense that the show would be gone. I mean, uh, listen, the the I considered changing the uh, the theme song after we had 100 episodes, and I actually got feedback from people that said not just like Pete being sarcastic, Peter, that they actually liked the theme song because I considered like a lot of the audio clips mixed in there are from players that are no longer there, but they said this is I guess fans of the show said it's been the song it's just the song like from day one so they remember it and that's what it is that's it it actually makes it better that you know tanaka is in there and or whatever it is because it makes it you know relevant for when the show started so i'm gonna leave it the same um if you did notice guys we got a new logo for the show the babe sitting on the stadium is gone there is a new logo uh you'll notice that the ny is you know what? i'm not gonna tell them why dylan let's just say the NY is up to interpretation. Yes. And maybe you guys hit us up on uh, the socials or in 
email if you can figure out why it's like that and why the logo looks like that. But I'm pretty happy with it. I think it's pretty cool. So moving on. All right. Well, Dylan, I mean, that, that puts a bow on this week's show. Is there anything else? Oh, Dylan, we didn't cover my payroll. Thing, my division. Oh, yeah. We went over um, it before we started. We went over it before we started. I wanted to explain to Dylan. I had an epiphany the other day. I won't tell you where. We're gonna on keep, the can. We're going <laughs> to. Dylan told you where. So I had an epiphany on the can. I was doing some taking care of some business. And I said, man, why don't we just, I, I have the solution to solve the payroll crisis in baseball. Because it drives me crazy that you have teams like the Oakland A's and the Cincinnati Reds and these teams, the Marlins, not spending any money. And then you have teams like the Mets and the Yankees spending all this money. So I said, here's the deal. I have a solution. Let's realign all the baseball divisions. And I did it. And I'm going to give you the actual breakdown of what I did. And before I... um break it down in detail let me just tell you that this was thinking of how can we make things more competitive and uh, eliminate the payroll taxes i hate the fact that the yankees and the red sox and all these teams have to pay money to these small market teams that, that they just put in their pockets so i said here we go why don't we break down the divisions by payroll have a lower income payroll a middle middle income payroll and a high-end payroll this way you would play the lower income. You competitively be playing teams closer to your payroll in your division. So this is the way I broke it down um, as far as the teams. Um, and the low end division would be the Orioles, the Rays, the Pirates, the Marlins, and the Nationals, for example. And they would all be in the same division, so they would play each other all year long. So if you win that division, you can at least say, hey, it was fair. I played like like teams spending about the same amount of money as us to win that division. Now, of course, when you get into the playoffs, it would be all bets are off. But you would also, on the other end of that spectrum, you'd have a high-end uh, division, which would be the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Braves, and the Rangers. Now, you'll say, well, why the Rangers? They did spend a ton of money recently, and that's why they're yeah. not those. But there are... Mostly on the ground. Now, but I also considered trying to keep some natural rivalries there. So I did do a little bit of tweaking. Like the Red Sox spent a little less money this year. I could have easily dropped them out and slid the Mets in, but I didn't want to break up some natural rivalry. So I'm just going to go through the divisions here and you guys tell me what you think. I got the Brewers, the Tigers, the Twins, the Cardinals, and Cubs in one division. So the Cardinals-Cubs rivalry still stays. They're in the same division. I have the, the uh, Seattle, the Rockies, the White Sox, the Giants, and Astros in another. Uh, no real natural rivalries there. Right. Oakland, Cleveland, the Royals, the Diamondbacks, and the Reds in another division. I also considered travel. So I didn't want to put a bunch of West Coast teams with East Coast teams if I could avoid it. There were some I couldn't. Uh, the Orioles, the Rays, the Pirates, the Marlins, and Nationals, what we would call the lowest division. And then the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Braves, the Rangers, and the highest division. And then the Padres, the Mets, the Dodgers, Angels, and Phillies. This was the one where I had couldn't really handle the travel, but I wanted to keep the Mets and the Phillies. Um, and I wanted the, the Dodgers and the Angels to be in the same division. I thought that would be cool. Mm -hmm. So essentially what this would do, it was you would eliminate the payroll tax. So the Yankees, these teams, there would be no more luxury tax. Now you could tax them if you still wanted to keep them, their payroll and their control, but that money would have to go somewhere else. Instead of going to lower end teams, maybe it goes to alumni association. Maybe it goes to take care of pensions for minor league players. Maybe it subsidizes the entire minor league baseball system. You know, you take still, you could still tax them, but that money would have to go somewhere else, not to these low end teams. And it would be more fair. Uh, you would say, you know, if you want that division with the Orioles, the Rays, the Pirates, the Marlins, the Nationals, look, we're all kind of in the same boat. We're all within 50 million of payroll here, you know, and let's see what happens. Every once in a while, a team's going to break out of there and do well. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, Dylan. 
what are your thoughts on my new uh, realign? It's never going to happen, clearly. Yeah. But but I don't know. I'm, I I have a real problem with our sport, and my problem is that uncompetitive. Yeah, you can't have proportions a team of spending, spending money, spending three hundred million dollars more than another team, and then expect them to compete against each other. I watched it's, the Oakland. It's definitely a real problem. I watched the Oakland um, Rays game, a little bit of it yesterday, and um, I didn't know one. I knew one player on Oakland. That was Loriano. Seth Brown. Oh. No, Loriano. I didn't recognize another single player besides a couple of uh, guys in the bullpen that the Yankees gave away in trades, like Double A. JP Sears. Uh, yeah, and what's the other one? A Waldachuk. Yeah, there's a couple guys yep. that we gave away, and that's the only reason I even knew them. And that's a major league team. You know, two a week and a half into the season, I knew none of these guys. They're not competitive. It looks like a beer league team. Like and it's awful. The Rays are just Sean. Sean Manea is not even on that on the A's anymore. No, he's, he's on gone. the Padres. Uh, Padres, yeah. 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 I mean, there's nobody. It's it's embarrassing. But the same thing with the Nationals. I barely recognize anybody on the Nationals. So it's like, it's 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 a problem in baseball. So something's got to be done. Now, listen, they addressed a bunch of issues this year with the rule changes. I know everybody loves the history of baseball and you love your division. But listen, there was a time I remember as a kid that the Brewers were in the American League. You know what I mean? There was there was a time when the Astros were in the National League. When I, was I remember that. So, I mean, these things can be changed. Things can be moved around. Listen, Oakland's going to be in Las Vegas next year or the year after that. So they're going to be in a different state altogether. There's things that you can do to move things. I still think that Tampa... Maybe the Rays can move, yeah. I think I think Tampa should be in Montreal. I think that's a, that's a no-brainer to bring the Expos back. I think it would be great for the game. I think it would be great for Canada. I think it would be great for fucking Rays fans. I was a big proponent of the split team. Half the games in Tampa and half the games in Montreal. But if they're not going for it, just move the whole team there. Like, it's ridiculous. They don't draw, they don't draw a dick. And they're just surviving on corporate welfare, which is the Yankees and the Mets and... You know, so there's things you Dodgers. can do. Yeah, I mean, there's there's things you can do to fix this, and it's going to have to happen. If, if, if you guys think baseball is okay with the Mets spending $340 million and the Oakland A's spending $40 million, you're sadly mistaken. It's not fair. It's not the same game. You're playing – one's playing chess, one's playing checkers, and you can't continue to have – and more and more teams seem to be okay with that. And when we talk about television money coming in and payroll luxury tax money coming in and the, the lowest end franchise – Forbes valued for Major League Baseball at over $2 billion. The low end is too worth $2 billion, and you're not spending money on your team. It's atrocious. So something's got to be happening. Listen, these teams can't be run like businesses. I'm sorry. I hear that all the time. They're like, oh, it's a business. Owners have a right to make as much money as they want. That's not true. To own a Major League Baseball team or a football team or a basketball team, it's a luxury. You can't, you can't look at it as a business. There's only 30 of these things around. You have to be uber-rich or be part of a group that's uber rich where money is not an issue for you. You're not depending on this to make you money, but there's no reason you should lose money at the same time. Like the Mets are losing money. They're losing money every day right now for what they're paying out. They're, it's a fact, they're losing money. Steve Cohen doesn't care because it's his toy. So I understand, I'm not saying that you have to lose money because I mean, look, would we just say the Yankees are valued at like $9 billion or something like something that? Something like that. Steinbrenner paid what, a hundred million for him or something? I mean, come on, you're going to sell this franchise. You're going to make your money back. It's not a problem, but it's a novelty purchase. It's something, you know, we're not running a 7-Eleven. We're not buying a Subway franchise. This is a Major League Baseball franchise. You got to treat it as such, man. And there should be pressure by Major League Baseball to make these teams be competitive because it's embarrassing. 
That being said, I don't want to end on a down note. We've got a couple of minutes here. I just want to say I'm very excited about the season so far. It's been real fun. I found myself watching a lot of other games, which I usually don't do. And I think that has a lot to do with timing. When a Yankee game can be over in two hours and, you know, 20 minutes, I have time to actually flip over to another game that's on and kind of dip in and out. Big fan of the MLB TV Big Inning, um, which if you're not aware and you don't have the package, is basically it's like the red, red zone, right? The red zone, yes. Uh, they used to only have it on certain nights of the week, and it was only during night games. Now it's constant. Like, it's day games, it's night games, it's every day. I'm also a big fan of um, MLB into, uh, giving you the minor league games now. And not only now, it's a double-edged sword. If you want the full archive of minor league games, you have to go to a different app, the first pitch app, and go there. But what they do do, once you select your favorite team like the Yankees, when I scroll down in my feed, it automatically brings up my affiliates minor league games right there that are playing that day. So if there's a game, I can click over to Somerset or whatever. Now, be prepared, guys, if you never watch minor league games on there, usually it's two cameras, bad camera angles, the audio is a little shaky. I watched the game. Uh, the Rail Riders the other night where there was no audio for two innings and it just randomly came in. So, you know, it is minor league. The production value is not. production value is not there. But listen, if you, not watch, there. if you want to watch a Somerset Patriot game and see the Martian, you can do it. So um, it's there for you if you're interested. So anything else, Dylan, for this week's episode? Um, Long Island. Long Island. That's the question of the day. Long Long Island. What, is, what are you hiding out there? What is what, there? What is, the what is there? What is there? <laughs> You're going to get tons of shit. That's Dylan. I, I don't want, listen, we're a team, but I don't want to be on the hook for angering all of Long Island. So that's Dylan. I'm confused on the, what on the, the hell Long is, Island history. Yes, but it's coming off as you being just like a jerk about Long Island. So I'm, Dylan, I just don't know. It's not like I hate it. I just am questioning. I don't know. Dylan's naive. I'm trying to figure out what what's somebody, Long somebody Island about. School, somebody school him on Long Island, please. Right in. What's, that what's being said, thanks, guys, for checking out the show. We'll talk to you soon. And go Yanks. afternoon that Aaron Judge had yeah really good um, long at bat there on the first one that he rides out to center field um, just kind of I think just kept kind of setting his sights on him you know Wells was pitching him tough but he just kept kind of boom and then outlast him there obviously a base hit to get us going uh, in the first there and then and then good aim you know to the, the wall of Baltimore was good to us this weekend, or this, yeah, this weekend. Um, kept a couple in the ballpark that they hit, maybe. Um, and uh, Judge, had some good aim on the second homer. I was going to say, did you think that one had enough off the bat? I, I liked it. I had a good view of it, but I was I knew it was going to be close, you know, right at that thing. You know, Judgey was thinking triple off the bat. He's like, here's my triple. So, uh, but I felt like it had a chance, but I knew it was going to be right right there, cutting close. Franchi Cordero added a, a home run as well. He was a late addition to this team. Just yeah. can you describe what he's brought to the table from the left side? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, some big big homers, big homer today to to give us a little bit of a a cushion there and give us some breathing room uh, you know I had a big double early you know I think in his first start um, he's done the job in the outfield so he's been a nice shot in the arm for us you know maybe obviously un unexpected leaving spring training but uh, he's done a really nice job you have a sense of what maybe it meant to Franchi considering he was with the O's during spring training um, I'll ask him but I, 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 you know I'm sure I'm sure it's a little weird 
you know, where you spend, you know, six, seven weeks with a team and get all the way to the end, and then all of a sudden you're playing against them. So I'm sure that's a little bit of a weird feeling. Um, but I'm sure, uh, you know, anytime, obviously, you know, whether you understand the situation or not, anytime you can, you know, have success against an old team, uh, I'm sure that's always satisfying. How long has Frenchie been on your radar? Um, I don't, I don't think that long, actually. You know, I, I don't know, you know, but as soon as we, we knew he was probably going to have an out, you know, we were paying attention to it. Was that just a product of the spring he had or anything else? No, no, you know, um, no, it's a product of a young player with a lot of talent, with a lot of upside still, and us kind of having a need uh, and wanting to, you know, you know, keep keep some depth depth going, especially early early in the season. And and uh, he certainly is not only fit that mold, but he's he's come in and produced right away. With Nestor, a couple of walks, but pretty much seemed to roll through five innings, and then things kind of got a little dicey there in that sixth. What was different about his stuff in the sixth, if anything? I don't think, I think he was all right. You know, really, I, normally I would leave him in there, especially to face Santander. I just weren't going to go over 90 with him today, and that long at bat where Mountcastle threw up a really good at bat and, and, and smoked the ball off him, you know, I just was like, felt like I had to get him today. Um, but I thought he was sharp, especially after the first inning. Like, he was really strike one, strike two, ahead, dictating counts. Um, you know, and they're a tough lineup, man. They're, they're, it's a good team. Um, and, you know, they made him work enough to, to at least get him out of there. But, um, you know, I thought overall he was pretty sharp. Was your discussion with Bill Miller after that first inning just about the the patch that was on the, the number 44? Yes. Patch? Was it about anything else? No. That yeah. They wanted to darken it because yes. of the white. Yes. Odd that he pitched with that same glove in a whole game against the Phillies and nothing was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he came out, you went to Albert Abreu. What made Abreu the right choice for you in that spot? I mean, we just didn't have much today, you know, and, and I was in a, in a perfect world going to try and stay away from Ron except in to come in and clean up an inning in a big spot, which obviously he came in there for, you know, when they pinch hit Vavra and Cedric and, and, if, it, and if it got to Rutschman, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't even going to go a full inning necessarily with Ron, so I was going to shoot Ron whenever I could. Um, so, yeah, I felt like Albert was the guy there. Aaron, I'm sure the word isn't surprise, but what what does it say about Judge that he gets off to this kind of a start after the type of season that he had last year? Just, you know, the best player going right now and hungry and focused and doesn't take anything for granted. And, uh, you know, that's what greatness looks like. Remember back to last April, how does he compare right now to how he started last year? He didn't hit a homer for a while last April, right? Um, better? <laughs> um, I don't know. He's always pretty good. You know, even even before today, though, I still feel like, you know, I look up, he's got a, whatever, 1,000 OPS and hitting over 300, and I feel like he's just kind of, he's kind of doing all right right now. And, and then... Uh, just sticks two balls today. He's, he's just he's just a great player, man. When you have a couple of players that do so well against one single team, 
you know, is that a product of just how many times you face them, you know, given that the AL East, or what is it about Camden Yards particularly with Judge and Stanton? Oh, I think that can be random sometimes. Sometimes there's a matchup that favors them and you take advantage, you know, there was a year or two when they were rebuilding where they weren't as strong. It's a different story now, obviously. Um, but that can be, I, I think that varies year to year. You know, but there are some holdover players, you know, always that maybe is a good matchup for a particular player. What have you thought of how Clay has started this season? Really good. Uh, you know, rough first one, um, but he's come in and it's really good to see him you know, bounce back today after a good save last night, you know, especially with the lefties and just really get ahead and and kind of wipe them out there. You know, that was a dominant inning right there. So um, it was good to see him just in control of counts, getting leverage right away. And that was that was him working. Jason, how important do you think the, the couple games that you got in Somerset last year and that playoff run will, will help you going into this year? Uh, definitely it's going to help because it's, it's kind of familiar now. I got the experience. I played like a couple games and I know I know how it is, how it goes. I think it's been great. It's going to be great. What did you learn? What did you learn playing the Arizona Fall League? Just What did, what did you take from that experience? How did that help your development? Uh, for Arizona Fall League, obviously there's different players from other organizations, different teammates. So I can see like the difference between like every organization and that's how you take like how they work, how our organization works. That's the most important, the most important part I've learned there. Like everybody has uh, his different routines and different stuff. Do you have any goals for this season? Uh, my goal for this season is just stay healthy, like control what, what I can control. And that's it. When you see Volpe in the majors uh, at just 21, does that give you more hope that maybe you can get there uh, you know, sooner than, than maybe people think? Well, when I see Volpe getting there, I was so so happy for him. Obviously, I, I see Volpe when I get here, like his progress. but. How I said before, I just focus and control what I can control, and that kind of decision is not, not on me, because I just focus and do my job, and the other things happen. What was the most important thing you took away from big league camp, and um, what was your relationship like with Harrison Bader? I saw you guys working on some fields and a lot. Sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah. De qué, qué fue lo que más tú pudiste aprender en el campo de entrenamiento eh, con los Grandes Ligas y pasando tiempo con Bader, qué fue lo que más tú pudiste aprender de él? Well, with Bader, I learned a few things in the outfield, like how to get behind the ball, how how get to the spot quickly. He's a really good outfielder, he's a really good player, and I learned I learned that for him and for other guys just on the on the whole spring training. I just see uh -huh. how, how they do or what's their routine and learn the good things about, about everything, everybody on the team. Have you broken in those new gloves yet? No, it's <laughs> <laughs> not here yet. After what you did in big league spring training, there's a lot of people who think that you're ready for the major leagues now, but obviously you're in double A here. So what do you feel like you need to work on while you're still down here? 
Todo lo que tuviste. No, yo lo entendí. Yo pienso que siempre hay espacio para mejorar y que aparte de lo mucho que yo he aprendido, parte de Temple Training me enseñó que yo tengo un largo camino por recorrer, que lo que yo sé está bien, pero que falta mucho por aprender y mucho por recorrer. So what he learned from the Big League is uh, that he got a, a lot to learn. He got to keep uh, developing what he need to learn. Uh, he got to keep working. And he saw that he got a lot, a lot to keep working on, a lot to learn. So, so he's going to do it. He's going to start doing that here in Somerset. All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> he held it like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was going to throw a fastball. He did know. How? I told him. 